This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn Sharmila and Lynn. Sometimes we change names. Uh, first up today, the back and forth between Bersatu and the PM over MACC's investigation. Let me give you the background. Uh, two weeks ago, Basatu's party accounts were frozen by the MACC or the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission. Its chief commissioner, Tansri Azambaki, explained that this was to facilitate investigations under the Anti-Money Laundering and Anti-Terrorism Financing Act. Now, this came just a day after Basatu declared its 2020 and 2021 accounts. And then they were also accused of receiving 4 billion ringgit from the 92.5 billion Economic Stimulus Package Fund. So, an MACC source claimed that the freeze was over allegations that Basatu received contributions from 10 contractors who received a number of projects when the party was in power. Uh, again, allegedly, the amount of contributions were more than 300 million ringgit in total. And this same source um, claimed that the balance in the two Basatu bank accounts is currently around 40 million ringgit. Now, in early January, the MACC did detain a CEO of a private company as a suspect in its probe. Uh, this CEO is suspected to have been a middle person in distributing government projects under that economic stimulus package between 2020 and 2022. Uh, it was found out later that the detainee was uh, also a Bersatu division leader. However, Bersatu Deputy President Ahmad Faisal Azumu um, has come out to distance party president Tansri Mohidin Yassin from any wrongdoing. It's also been alleged that about 4.5 billion uh, had ended up in Parikata National's war chest for GE15. This is a claim that's been strongly denied by Muhyiddin. So I guess you would expect that after that, there's going to be more politicking, one might think, um, but also... As we mentioned, um, and as we started with, there's a back and forth. So uh, Hamza Zainuddin accused the government of using MACC as a tool to, quote-unquote, kill the party's credibility, as well as PN, uh, the government. And uh, the Prime Minister, of course, said that he never instructed the MACC to freeze Basatu's accounts, and that MACC... was operating independently in their actions and that it was irresponsible for the opposition to accuse the government of using them as a political tool. He did say that in the course of his work in his capacity as finance minister and in looking through accounts, he did see, uh, you know, some issues with numbers, but that that didn't translate into an instruction to investigate or a command to investigate. So this is a developing story at the moment, a lot of back and forth um, over these allegations. So uh, we don't have an answer, but I think it is worth talking about what this means uh, within this larger backdrop of uh, politics as well. Do keep sending your thoughts through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Raymond Ram, who is an anti-money laundering specialist at Grey matter forensic advisory so keep it here bfm 89.9 bring forth moolah bfm 89.9 it is 5 11 you're listening to the evening edition with sharmila and lynn and we are talking about the back and forth between basatu the pm uh, and the macc as two weeks ago basatu's party accounts were frozen by the macc um send your thoughts through are you following this uh, these headlines 
you can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now joining us on the line is Raymond Ram, anti money laundering specialist at Grey Matter Forensic Advisory. Raymond, good to have you with us. Hello, Sharmila. Thank you for having me, yes. So, according to MACC Chief Commissioner Tansri Azambaki, uh, they are carrying out duties based on reports lodged against Bersatu. What do we know about these reports and what is usually required for probes like this to be set into motion? An official report to the MACC would suffice for them to assess its merits and the need to open an investigation paper. Here, an investigation paper had been opened back in December 2022 on the alleged irregularities on in the use of $600 billion worth of public funds meant for the COVID-19 pandemic by the previous administration. Now, what we see is reports also suggest that the MACC action was linked to allegations that Versace received donations from about 10 contractors who are said to have procured various projects when the party was in government. It is thought the, the donations amounted to more than about 300 million. Uh, however, these are still allegations which need to be either proven or disproved by the MACC by way of probing further, of course. So, Azambaki has said that uh, there would be no cause for concern if the funds came from legitimate sources, which of course just sounds, you know, logical and correct. But what are the current mechanisms to demonstrate transparency and legitimacy of party funds? How effective are they? Well, the matters being investigated here are misappropriation of funds through the acts of bribery and corruption, right? So the funds had allegedly been deposited to Basatu's bank account uh, for the party's use through illegal means. That's the, the rationale of it. Yes, the party would need to file its annual reports, audited accounts to the Registrar of Societies annually. However, the concern here is the source of funds and whether it originated from illegal means. And this can only be uncovered through scrutiny of transactions and review of documents which support those transactions per se. On the flip side, however, we also have the issue of political financing. As we currently do not have laws pertaining to this, it further complicates how donations and contributions made to political parties can basically constitute bribery and corruption. It is simply whether monies donated or contributed to these political parties had reflected in a favour being granted to the giver. If so, those donations or contributions can be ascertained as bribes, bribes or graft, right? So a well-drafted political financing act would force transparency and accountability in this matter, which we do not have at the moment. Now, the investigation is said to be related to the alleged misuse of 600 billion ringgit in government funds. Uh, this was during COVID-19 when Perikatan was in power. Could you yeah. give an outline of the process to determine whether a misappropriation of funds did happen? Now, the role of the MACC is either to prove or disprove a case based on the evidences acquired during the investigation, right? It's pretty simple. Now, the investigation would involve, of course, interviews of suspects or those close to the, to the matter and review of transactions that have been alleged to be derived from those acts of bribery, corruption that was alleged. Now, this would not be easy and it would take a lot of time for them to build a strong case for the prosecution. Now, of course, in the course of their investigation now, the MACC have, of course, exercised their powers based on Section 44 of the AMLA, of AMLA Pua 2001, to freeze the accounts belonging to the SATU, and this can only come about if they had reasonably provided a case to the public prosecutor to grant them this freezing order. So we are seeing progress in the investigation. Basatu has pledged their full cooperation in this. How much access would MACC now have to their financial records? And um, in that, what pertinent information would they be looking out for? I believe uh, Tansri Azam has clearly mentioned that uh, this uh, the investigation is being done 
basing on the uh, MACC Act and Amlapua, right? So, and they are going to basically uh, get as much information as they can. Most importantly is the transactional information that you would require, right? So how did monies come in? What were the basis of monies coming in? And what are the documents that were signed? What were the agreements that were given out? And whether it was done on a fair basis, right? If there's any form of, I would say, uh, favoritism, preferential treatment, or anything that, that comes in with additional funds, then those are going to be scrutinized further. So, of course, uh, given that they have pledged their full cooperation, we hope that they provide all these documents. And I believe MCC has made trips to their office as well gather as much information as possible. But like I said, it's it's too early for us to, to say anything out loud because at the moment, it's all allegations. And we got to give MACC their space. And as what Tansi Azam has clearly pointed out right today, if, they, if it came from legit sources, there is no concern whatsoever. So are there particular challenges or barriers that might impact the outcome of this investigation? Definitely. I mean, if you can see from the other cases that MECC is looking into at the moment as well, uh, there's been a lot of reports coming out saying that they're having trouble locating uh, suspects. They're having trouble locating people to speak to or documentary evidence per se. And of course, it comes in, this becomes a bit more complicated because it was during the emergency period and there were a lot of direct negotiations. There were a lot of uh, reasoning behind direct negotiations. Right? because we needed things to be done faster. It was a pandemic, it was a crisis. So we need to make sure that uh, MEC is given the space and they are allowed the access. At the same time, what impedes or would drag this uh, investigation further is their access to information. Right. So even though they have frozen the accounts now, and this can happen about 90 days, right? the, the, the court order grants them about 90 days to freeze the accounts. They can extend, they can get an extension order if they require one, but it would totally depend on the amount of evidence that they could procure within this 90 days first. So uh, on the flip side of that, though, they are also appealing to MACC to have the accounts unfrozen. How likely uh, um, is the body to allow this? I mean, at uh, end of the day, uh, he's exercising his powers. I mean, he, not his powers, but he's exercising uh, his rights based on Section 44, Capital A of the Act. Okay, basically, you can send an appeal, right? You can write in to law enforcement, giving one of three reasonings or all three. Nah? One of three would be first to, to provide uh, evidence that would support your claims that this came from legit funds. That's one. Another one is basically saying that you have debts to finance which are in good faith. Okay, that's fine. Or either you have, you know, subsistence or things that for upkeep of a person, right? So you would need certain funds to be allocated and whatnot. But it would totally be on the discretion of the public prosecutor now to grant them this leeway if it's granted. Now, Moitin Yassin has said that he hopes that this isn't a ploy to disrupt Perikatan's machinery for the upcoming state elections. Now, when an investigation is ongoing, what are the parameters of how they can be discussed in public, uh, particularly by the parties who are being investigated? I believe uh, MECC would not disclose any uh, sensitive information during their investigations. That, that, that's clear, right? And Tansi Azam also has made that clear as well. And uh, they, no one has been charged. Right, no individuals has been charged per se. It's only public perception that's being could be changed going along with the party polls. But we don't have any specific individuals that have been named to be charged or any other companies that has been accused in, in, in that sense, right? So I, I don't see how unless we get certain updates coming along in these few days or these few weeks, I don't see how we would totally disrupt the party polls. But public perception is definitely sweet. We can't change that. 
But Tantri Azam is just doing his job in providing information that he can to the public. So I don't see what is being done is it's influencing either either side. We have a WhatsApp from Lee Jun who says MACC should check all the political parties just to be fair. Now, I just wanted to ask you if that's a feasible way of keeping everybody above board. End of the day, uh, MACC would act on the official reports that are put in. If they are official reports on these parties, then why not? They are. They should carry out their duties without fear or favour. Right, that is the main main idea here. No matter who the administration is, it should be separate. MEC should be independent to conduct their investigation. So I don't see uh, a need unless there is an allegation that comes in. Then of course, by all means, carry on investigation. Doesn't matter whether it's the governing party or part of the opposition. So going back to Bersatu then, what happens next if MECC were to discover some form of wrongdoing? And I believe a strong case has to be made against them and uh, there will be names mentioned. Right? So there will be names mentioned and there will be charges put forth. Then it would be the public prosecutor bringing the case to court and of course the judiciary then deciding on the merit of the case and how much evidence has been brought in lightning when it comes to this. But mind you, investigations like this would take time and financial crime investigations especially uh, would require uh, a, what you call it, evidence with burden, with burden of proof that's quite high. So you need uh, beyond reasonable doubt. And to have beyond reasonable doubt, you need to have strong case. And I think the MECC has year and year gone by now, making sure that when only when a case is strong, will they bring it to court, right? And we have seen in the past where monies has been frozen, monies has been also given back to those individuals because not enough evidence were procured in order to prove the serious offence. But at the end of the day, again, it's how much evidence they can get within this next 90 days and going forward. So um, earlier on, we were talking about how this has become, of course, in some senses, politicised um, on the side of Bersatu. They say that, um, or rather, they're, they're suggesting that the government is essentially using MACC as a tool to kill the party's credibility. Meanwhile, the PM has said that he has not and will not interfere in probes conducted by enforcement agencies. And of course, against all this is the background that MACC has in the past faced accusations of being used as a political tool by the government of the day. So uh, what needs to be done to effectively ensure that there is, um, ensure the independence of MACC, but also the perception of independence of MACC? I mean, in the current light, I believe MACC is given the, the space to conduct their investigations, right? But there have been issues uh, that has been brought up by CSOs and by others as well. In, in issues, two, two main issues actually. Number one is the appointment of the chief of MACC, right? Because now the appointment definitely is done by the Amputuan Pagong, but with the, uh, what do you call that, with the suggestions coming from the PM per se. But we need it to be a bit more transparent, going through a select committee and things like that. But then again, the second part of it is reporting. Where does MACC report to? They should be reporting directly to parliament, right? They should be a direct uh, channel towards parliament when anything comes about so that it can become more transparent and more independent in nature. But these are things that we can see, reforms that can be done to further strengthen MACC. Get sense? But I think at the moment, the the... The messages from the PM are quite positive that he is giving uh, space to MACC to conduct investigations. And it is just that he brought up allegations when he reviewed the files in the Ministry of Finance. Right. So he that is his duty. He does have to bring up the, the allegations to MACC. He can't keep quiet. He's duty bound to bring up these cases and he has done so. So we, I don't see any issues at the moment 
But hopefully going forward, we don't have anything that comes along. Raymond, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That was Raymond Ram, anti-money laundering specialist at Grey Matter Forensic Advisory, uh, helping us understand the allegations against Bersatu, uh, as well as the freezing of their funds by MACC. Uh, keep your thoughts coming. What do you make of this? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.